Welcome to Inconversation, the podcast that fuels your entrepreneurial spirit. Brought to you by Inhomoco, we deliver thought-provoking conversations with industry leaders, game changers, and unsung heroes, all making an impact in your communities and shaping the future of business. Let's grow together and transform the world, one business at a time. Asphalt, I'm so delighted to be with you today. Um, you've been a board member of us at Homoco. In addition to being the CEO of Dash and Bank, um, we've had uh, your, your colleagues and others in the industry refer to you as just an incredibly ethical banker and real visionary. And we're delighted to have you on our board of directors mm-hmm. and also that you can join us for the In Conversation uh, podcast. Um, so we're hoping that we can just spend some time together today hearing a little bit about um, you and your values and your contribution to Ethiopia's growth through the private sector. Um, and so for those of us listening in, we're sitting in Asfa's beautiful office in downtown Addis Ababa. It's a, a beautiful sunny day and when I look out the window all around us there's so much development happening in the country. Um, and you know my first question to Asfa is I would love if you could just introduce yourself, who you are as a person and we're gonna, then we're going to jump into talking about the banking sector in Ethiopia and how it's contributing to so much development. But First, tell us a little bit about who you are mm-hmm. and your journey to where we're sitting today. Yeah, thank you, uh, Sarah. Uh, my name is Asfaw Alamu. Currently, I'm the CEO of uh, Dasham Bank. By profession, I'm an economist. Uh, I did uh, both my BA uh, and uh, master's degree in economics. I got my BA from Addis Ababa University and my master's in economic policy management from uh, University of Accra. So uh, that's uh, with regards to my educational background. But because of my you know, career journey, um, I was dealing with uh, people and institutions. So uh, uh, I had the interest also to really understand what management is all about. Uh, so uh, I also enrolled myself in a certification program and I'm also a certified manager in management. So really that really helped me to really understand organizations and to understand people as well. After graduating, the first institution that I joined was Agricultural and Development Bank of Ethiopia. Now it is Development Bank of Ethiopia. That institution has given me really uh, a very good insights uh, about uh, Ethiopia's economy, uh, what development financing is all about and so on forth. Honestly, I'm very much also thankful uh, to my late father uh, because uh, after graduation, you know, uh, all of us uh, uh, wants to stay in Addis, to work in Addis because this is a developed city compared to other cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, uh, I mean, uh, I was assigned to uh, the southern part of Addis and I was disappointed, honestly, as a young kid. I said to my mother, uh, no, I will not go there. And, you know, uh, as uh, mothers do here, mm-hmm. she referred me to my father. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my father, uh, when he heard about uh, the news that I was assigned to the southern part of Ethiopia, he was excited. And I said, 
what is this man doing? And uh, it's because of him that, you know, that uh, I am now bold enough to go anywhere. After serving Development Bank of Ethiopia, he was uh, uh, also an NGO employee mm -hmm. as a credit specialist. Uh, and I left the country for uh, studies mm -hmm. and I came back and another field I joined the Unity University College. Okay. I was a vice president as well there. And now I came back again to uh, uh, the banking sector uh, and still I am here for the last 18 years with uh, uh, Dasham Bank. Well, and yeah. it seems like there's so many diverse experience that have yeah. informed your leadership. Yeah. I mean, from having that first certificate in management and understanding yeah. that people really are exactly. the heart yeah. of all of our companies and all of our communities. Um, and understanding that you've you've seen that from different perspectives exactly, of the types yeah. of work that you've done. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you are now as the CEO of Dash and Bank, um, you have incredible responsibility of, yeah. of moving money, of contributing to economic development, um, certainly within the partnership that we have together between Incomoco and Dash and Bank. Mm -hmm. You're now also uh, investing directly in refugees. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I love to know that you've had some of that past experience yeah. of investing in small businesses mm -hmm. and also even just a little touch of that personal feeling of mm -hmm. what it was like to leave home when you yeah. weren't ready to. Um, yeah. And yeah. obviously it's different from going away to school versus yeah. that, that forced displacement of being a refugee. But there yeah. are moments in our lives when we're asked to be out of our comfort zone. I think talking with you today and thinking about the, the banking sector, maybe you can share with us some of your thoughts or reflections around how the banking sector in Ethiopia, um, and particularly in your role at Dash and Bank, is stepping outside its comfort zone a little bit to mm -hmm. have innovations, to do financial inclusion. Maybe you could mm -hmm. share a little bit more about that with us. Yeah. Well, uh, well, as we know, uh, uh, for a very long time, uh, because of the command economy that uh, we were, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, there were no uh, private bank uh, mm -hmm. players in this uh, in this market. Uh, in fact, uh, before the military regime, during the emperor's time, there were uh, foreign private banks, mm -hmm. which were all nationalized uh, uh, during the coming of the military regime. Uh, but uh, later on, after the military regime as well, private banks, they came into uh, perspective. So it has been now 28 years since private banks have started operation and uh, we are 27 years old. We just celebrated our birthday anniversary last uh, January. Happy anniversary. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all of us uh, were involved in, uh, you know, conventional banking which is a commercial bank and people have I mean, customers have to come and knock at your doors and so on forth. And the uh, issue or the agenda of uh, financial inclusion was not there. Uh, I mean, it was also typical to uh, Commercial Bank of Ethiopia, despite the fact that our, you know, people are lining uh, to get service because there was no, because they didn't have any alternative. They had to spend uh, hours and hours uh, to get uh, service from each branch. Uh, but later on, with the coming of the private banks uh, and also with the transformation uh, uh, process that the Commercial Bank of Ethiopia has also passed, you know, the landscape of competition really changed uh, in this, in this uh, market. So uh, the first step was to really 
uh, optimize uh, uh, some of our you know, processes and uh, uh, introduce you know, technology uh, into the process to give them you know, a better customer service. Uh, so uh, the competition was in that space. But later, there was really a, a change of tone uh, or direction uh, from the central bank that we should increase our channels, especially the bricks and mortar mm -hmm. uh, channels, uh, into uh, outside uh, Addis and to upcountry areas and so forth. So we were, you know, directed to increase our mm -hmm. uh, branch expansion mm -hmm. by twenty-five percent every year. Uh, <laughs> so that was a really tough task because yeah. you know when you open a branch, it has its own cost. But apart from that, you have to make your people ready uh, to really lead a branch, manage a branch and so on forth. So that was really a very tough task. But as a result of that, now we have started, you know, encountering new spaces uh, where we really uh, uh, operate. Mm -hmm. uh, so the competition is not about branch now, it's not about, you know, technology, but it's about, as you said, uh, innovation and so on mm -hmm. forth. So particularly with Dash and Bank, our attitude or our perception has totally changed uh, when uh, we passed through this strategic process, uh, the fifth strategic process that mm -hmm. we are currently running. You know, the diagnostic analysis uh, that uh, uh, we uh, uh, conducted really showed us that, you know, there were uh, or there are, you know, community members uh, who didn't have, you know, access to uh, uh, finance and uh, who doesn't have any relationship with banks and so on forth. So we had to uh, really identify our chosen markets. So as a result of this, you know, this small micro and retail businesses were really identified as one. And mm -hmm. as really you are mentioning, there are also, you know, refugee uh, people, not only the refugees, but also the refugees surrounding communities are found to be, you know, one of the areas where we can participate in, uh, not only to boost our business, but also to uh, really run the agenda of financial inclusion, which is also the national agenda, uh, really, of the government. So that's, you know, how uh, we came up with this one. In fact, with my personal really experience, when we were in the university, uh, there was this uh, villagization program mm -hmm. of the government. So in the places where I was in, there were refugees. I know how they were living and so yeah. forth. Yeah. You know, uh, they were struggling uh, to make, uh, you know, income in whatever uh, means they have around those areas. So I think when we talk about, you know, financial inclusion, uh, we have to really uh, include everybody. Mm -hmm. So uh, this, uh, the chosen markets that we have selected now, and on top of that, you know, the uh, Muslim community, if you uh, retake the Muslim community, the number is very uh, huge. It's about 34 or 35% uh, uh, according to the census taken, you know, some, some years back. But now I would expect to be, you know, more than, you know, 40, 45%. So uh, we also came up uh, or introduced this interest-free banking mm -hmm. for that segment as well. So I think financial inclusion, it's an ag national agenda. It's also a global agenda. And also we as Dash Bank also, you know, we are, you know, incorporating 
that agenda into into our strategies and you know uh, we are uh, that's why you know we uh, we're very glad to really uh, partner with uh, uh, Encomoco because one of our key enablers in our strategic plan is uh, about strategic uh, partnership and collaboration. We know that even though uh, we see the gap, uh, we believe that we cannot do everything by our own selves. Uh, so uh, we are uh, using your expertise, uh, your exposures, and also we align you know, to our uh, agenda as well. So that's uh, uh, why uh, we have established this partnership with yeah. Nkamoko, and I'm very happy about it. Great, it's so are we. It's very good, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we think about partnerships, part of what makes a good partnership for us at Nkamoko is to make sure that we are aligned, of course, for our strategic objectives. I mean, we have to be working towards the same end goal, but there's a lot of people who can walk the same path, but maybe be looking in a different way, right? Mm. And so having those same values when we're walking in the same direction, that we're sort of being led with the same values. Um, and that truly is one of the things that brings us to the relationship with Dash and Bank. Yeah. The, the intensity around inclusion, the thoughtfulness around uh, a rural presence, the inclusion of women in um, various different roles inside the bank as well as uh, with your portfolio. So really we see a good values alignment. One of our values that you know at Nkomoko is uh, the value of improvement and that we are always pushing ourselves to look to see how we could be doing things better. And that could be everything from improving our organizational culture. You know, we've talked before mm -hmm. around how we do these happiness audits to yeah. make sure that we're really improving the experience for our employees or being more responsive to the entrepreneurs that we serve by introducing new products. Tell me a little bit around what improvement means to you for leading Dash and Bank and where you see your, your growth of the bank is. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, improvement is multifaceted, uh, really, uh, in my opinion. One is uh, 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 it's about process improvement. Mm -hmm. uh, that really uh, uh, is very, very essential because now the behavior of our you know, customers is changing. The competition landscape is changing. So uh, the agenda of uh, really improvement uh, is very, very important. So knowing that we have also you know, uh, uh, incorporated in our uh, organizational structure uh, you know, a unit that really deals uh, with this uh, uh, process improvements, product improvements, uh, and even people improvement as well. So uh, these uh, three agendas uh, are uh, really incorporated in our uh, strategies and activities. So every time, every year, we set a goal, uh, uh, what process, what product really uh, to improve. Uh, as you know, uh, the uh, mission statement of the bank uh, makes uh, customer centricity a pivotal mm -hmm. point. So when we talk about customer centricity, always you really have to sit uh, on the agenda of really uh, uh, improvement. So uh, I believe we have uh, continued our investment on uh, our technology, uh, which is really the main driver of improving our processes. In terms of products and services as well, uh, we have also engaged very much 
in understanding the the uh, demand of our clients. Now mm -hmm. we are in the process of implementing uh, ERP, uh, where the HR aspect is one. Uh, so this uh, people aspect is very very important for mm -hmm. us. We are uh, giving them not only technical trainings, but also we really engage them to pass through. Uh, you know, emotional trainings as mm -hmm. well, uh, stress management, uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, this really helps us to really balance the life of, uh, you know, our uh, our employees as well. Uh, so uh, in terms of that, I believe we have, uh, we are progressing good. And, you know, uh, the issue or the motto that we have set, which is uh, one step ahead, mm -hmm. is not about, you know, the bottom line. Mm. Uh, we believe that it should be you no know, comprehensive. It should be integrated. So we are trying to really take this uh, in a balanced, uh, you know, manner. So now we have also interest, interesting, you know, projects at hand, revamping, you know, our uh, uh, culture approach and so on forth. So, yeah, we are doing that. This is wonderful. I mean, I, you know, when when you have a motto like one step ahead, yeah. that really means something. You know, just as you ended right there, of thinking about your culture. Right. So one of our cultural values at Encomoco is that we eat goat. Okay. <laughs> and this is a funny phrase that we that we say, but for Encomoco team members, we know that that means that we come together when things are hard and we, you know, share a meal together or that we, um, you know, support each other in hard times or that we celebrate. And our classic question that we ask everybody on the In Conversation podcast, and in my last question for you today, Aswa, thank you again for joining us. But maybe you can close out with, what does eating goat mean to you? Mm. It's, a, it's a nice expression that really you are uh, uh, sharing me. But it's really, uh, I think we have it in our uh, uh, blood as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is eating yeah, tips yeah, here, really. Eating <laughs> raw meat. <laughs> yeah. So normally, you know, we have, you know, this yeah. culture. Uh, once in a year, uh, we really celebrate uh, uh, with uh, all the staff. We have mm -hmm. a staff day in all uh, regions and in Addis as well. You know, we have a very big celebration uh, where we uh, thank each other mm -hmm. and uh, where we eat, we dance. Uh, so uh, this is one culture really that really we have uh, developed apart from that uh, I have a monthly lunch meeting uh, with uh, my chiefs as well mm -hmm. uh, we don't talk business mm -hmm. we just you know uh, laugh and we chat and uh, we talk nonsense at that time for about two hours or so uh, so this is how we uh, really uh, interpret your version of eating goat so we eat we eat uh, raw meat <laughs> yeah well i hope i can join you for kitfo one meal yeah and, and we'll, we'll eat some eat some goat eat some beef together but, yeah um aswa thank you again for being a fantastic partner for joining us on today's in conversation podcast and for all the work that you do to continue to bring financial inclusion across ethiopia um, to, to underserved communities and to really invest in the development of an incredibly diverse and vibrant country. So we are delighted to be your partner and Amasekanalo. Thank you very much, Sarah. Uh, we are also delighted really to have started this partnership. 
because uh, it will take us, I believe, one step ahead in the space that really we are uh, focusing at. Uh, so I look forward really to give whatever I have to Inkomoko as its board member as well and as partners. I'm very happy and it was a delightful moment that I had with you too. Thank you. At Inhomoko, we are dedicated to empowering entrepreneurs across Africa with the tools, resources, and knowledge they need to flourish in today's competitive business landscape. Now, we are bringing that passion to this podcast, taking you on a journey through inspiring stories from around the globe.